Hey, welcome to the podcast. Um, in this episode, I've got trends in the rental market, news updates, new home construction, and some of my advice. And the longer version of this podcast will be available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So one of the first things that I've got is the rental market. And I think, um, first off, people that are renting understand how much rental prices have gone up over the past few years. And even if you're not renting, I'm sure you're very aware of that there. Um, it's interesting to view that um, vacancy rates nationwide are at all-time lows right now. So one of the things that I'm looking at and that I'm very interested to see um, over the next couple months how it develops is how do vacancy rates continue to stay and continue to hold going into the future? Um, one of the cities I've got pulled up right here is Phoenix, Arizona. And if you look at Phoenix throughout the trailing two, three years, you can see their inventory levels for rental units. And when you take a close look at this, you can see that over the past 60 days, the past 90 days, the amount of inventory in Phoenix, Arizona from a rental perspective has gone up to 16,000 as compared to just a few months ago was 3,900. Um, one of the important things to note about this is regular levels of supply and demand. As supply goes up, prices come down. And that's something that can really help bring prices down in the rental market into the near future. And when you take a look at... Um, Homes for rent in the South, specifically Phoenix, Las Vegas, Dallas, Atlanta, and Miami. There's been a 17% increase month over month in available inventory from the rental market. And um, I picked these four cities right here because um, one of the things I like a lot about these cities is these cities tend to be big indicators as to what direction the market's going to go in in the South, in the Midwest, in the Sunbelt areas. Um, as an investor in these markets, seeing what's going on in these big cities is usually indicators of what's gonna be coming in terms of rental prices, mortgage rate, home prices, things of that nature right there. And as you can see, since April, there's been a steady increase in the availability of rental prices and if of supply in rental units. And if this continues to increase and go up, we'll see prices begin to come back down in the rental market. Um, occupancies dropped to an eight-year low in Phoenix, which is another good sign of things to come. And when you take a look at it, um, it's growing in a pretty uh, rapid pace over the past couple months. One of the reasons I picked Phoenix on this video is because Phoenix is usually one of the first cities to boom or one of the first cities to bust, um, as most evident in the 07-08 housing crisis. Um, it also rose the fastest during the pandemic. So keeping, uh, keeping your eye on Phoenix, um, it's, a, it's a very good city to kind of be a leading indicator of certain things to come. Um, the, the city that I'm currently living in right now, Atlanta, Georgia, um, they've seen prices increase a whole lot over the past few years um, from a rental perspective and from just a regular home price perspective. And 
when you take a look at this chart right here, one of the things that you'll notice is um, available homes for purchase are going up really fast. And rental prices have also seen a steady, uh, not rental prices, rental inventory has seen a steady increase. Rental availability has increased by 19% over a month by month basis. So uh, another possible sign of good things to come as inventory keeps rising up, eventually, usually that means prices start coming back down. And um, one of the other things that I've noticed out here in uh, Atlanta is one of the realtors that I have out here who sends me properties to view. When I first got out here six months ago, the listings that she would send me, um, usually she just had about one listing that she was able to send me and it was gone within just a few days. Um, now when she sends me listings, um, she's usually sending them to me in groups of three, four, five, six. And then when she sends them to me a week or two later, a lot of times I'm seeing those same listings on the emails that she's sending me, meaning homes are dwelling for longer periods of time on the market. Um, it's taking sellers longer periods of time to sell their home down here, all of which can be signs that the market is going to continue to come down. Um, while prices are still up from a year ago, when you look at prices over the last couple months, um, you're seeing them start to come down nationwide. Um, another thing that's interesting to take a look at is if we switch back to Phoenix, right here you'll see Q1 of 2022 saw 44%, 45% of all homes being bought, they were being purchased by investors. So when you think about that, first off, a lot of times that's not really a great thing for do domestic buyers or organic buyers, people that actually live in those cities that are trying to purchase their homes because they have families or they're just living there in that city. Um, a lot of times investors can really drive prices up because they're coming there to make money and to earn money and to make a dollar on their investment. But Phoenix, along with certain other cities in the Sun Belt um, in the South, are experiencing super high levels of investors, of Wall Street buyers coming in, buying, buying their homes to turn around and sell them as corporate housing, sell them for a profit, just put renters into the property so they can make uh, money. When, when I traveled back to my property in Florida um, a few months ago, um, a townhome unit that I have in Jacksonville, Florida, I opened up my mailbox just to collect some of the mail that's been dwelling there. And I saw numerous offers from Wall Street buyers of investors who wanted to buy that townhome for me in cash. It was uh, it was very interesting to see that. And a lot of those uh, Wall Street buyers were offering very good prices on that townhome in Jacksonville, Florida, another city that's seen a tremendous amount of investor purchases going on. Um, another interesting chart, um, this is one that I got from Reventure Consulting, is um, migration to the South over the, last, over the last 30 years. And you can see the cycles that it goes through. Right now, it's kind of at another one of those top-heavy cycles where I'm looking at something like this and kind of waiting and anticipating a correction coming to the market. Um, 
Another thing is shifting again right over into Phoenix, Arizona. Um, unaffordability in the market. Look how much individuals' paychecks go towards rent prices in Phoenix, Arizona. This isn't true across all cities, but this is most true across your most expensive your most expensive places to live. New York, California. Now you're seeing more of this through the South and the Sun Belt regions. Um, Chicago. Um, but when you take a look at Phoenix, 42% of people's paychecks now go towards rental prices if they're a renter. And when you look at that from a few years ago, in 2015, 2016, 29%, 30% of renters' paychecks were going towards um, their rental prices, now up to 40, 42%. So home people, people living in their properties are really starting to feel that squeeze. Um, again, one of the reasons I chose Phoenix is because Phoenix tends to be one of the first to boom or one of the first to bust. And um, I'm kind of of the mindset that we're going towards a correction. I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be a 15, 20, 25% market correction over the next 6, 12, 18, 24 months. So watching Phoenix is, is something that's very intriguing to me. A couple small news updates. Um, when you look at the 30-year mortgage rates, those rose to 5.89%, which is the highest level since November 2008. Um, this makes purchasing a home more difficult for buyers because more of the money that you pay goes towards interest and less goes towards principal. Um, in addition to this, um, that's a move that's designed by the Fed to cool a hot housing market. Um, again, another indicator that a nice um, market correction in the housing market could be something that could be showing up over the next 6, 12, 18, 24 months. Um, fewer people searched homes for sale on Google. Um, then a year ago, that was down by 25%. Uh, touring activity as of September 4th was down 38% from the start of this year. And mortgage purchase applications were down 23% from a year ago. That's a statistic that I watch really closely because I'm always cur curious how many people are attempting to buy new homes. And again, mortgage applications down 23% from a year ago in line with interest rates going up, people not as interested in buying homes. Um, all signs of possible changes in the markets over the next couple months to a year. About to get into new home construction. And when you take a look at this chart right here, um, kind of disturbing how much home prices have gone up, how much mortgage payments have gone up over the past two, three years. When you take a look at this right here, September, the average mortgage payment was $2,300 a month. Compared to a year ago, it was just under $1,750. And two years ago was under $1,500. So over the course of the last two years, people's mortgage payments have gone from under $1,500 a month to just over $2,300 a month. It's, um, it's, it's very interesting to look at that. And you can look at that from a lot of different aspects. Um, if, if you're somebody that's an investor and you're renting your property, you like that a lot because you're making more money on the investment that you went in when you're putting it up for rent to people. If you're a home buyer, you don't like this because 
mortgage payments have almost doubled. So if you're looking to get into the market, this is a huge barrier. This is a huge barrier to enter enter for you. And this is another reason why when I look at this number, I'm like, there's got to be a correction coming because these types of payments that people are paying are unsustainable unless wage growth goes up. And from what I'm seeing, I'm not seeing a tremendous amount of wage growth. So I look at this and and this leads me to believe that there's going to be a, a nice market correction coming over the next 6, 12, 18 months. Um, home builder cancellation rates continue to increase. Um, 53% increase in cancellations over the last four months. Um, and when you look at this chart right here, um, June 2022, um, 17.6% of all new home construction contracts have been canceled. Um, I look at uh, my real estate agent uh, down in Jacksonville, Florida, brought a story to me um, recently about how he had a guy buy a home for $450,000 a few months ago. Um, Actually, more like six, 12 months ago, um, put a fence up, put a pool up, really kind of customized his home how he wanted it. his initial payment was $2,400, was going to be $2,400 a month on that home. Now it's up to $3,600 because of how interest rates have gone up. And he's looked at George and he's like, man, I've got to cancel. I'm going to lose that deposit I put in, which I think was like $20,000, $25,000. But he's just, he's not able to make that $3,600 a month payment. So um, those affect builders, those affect People that are trying to buy those affect realtors who had commission out on those checks right there. Um, and when you look at this link that I'm posting up here, right here, and it'll be in the description as well, too. This goes through how much does it actually cost to build a home in 2022? And it shows you the breakdown of all the materials and all the different pieces that go into a house and how much it actually costs. So if you're somebody that's interested in building a home, you can actually see the breakdown of what goes into this right here. Um, Me and my realtor, we're building a property in West Virginia on a river. It's going to be an Airbnb property. And um, we're, we're working through all of these different costs. And we're actually spending time negotiating with local suppliers on bringing some of these prices down. It's a lot more tedious, but you can get a lot more, a lot different deals done. For example, we we found a certain door that we wanted, a certain style door that we wanted. And I think it was like initially like $1,800, $1,900. Um, we were able to go through, we, we worked it out with a couple different suppliers and we were able to get that door for like $900 or $1,000, saving us 50%, just about 50% on the cost. So um, there's a lot of negotiating and a lot of wiggle room you can get into when you're actually working on building a new house. And um, one of the other things um, I've got on here is uh, new home builders are coming to the table with a lot more offers and incentives. Um, a realtor recently reached out to me um, that Leonard, a huge builder in Florida, is offering really big incentives down in the Florida region, specifically Jacksonville. Um, up to $50,000 in cash incentives across 10 different new home construction locations that they're doing down there in Florida. And um, as somebody that's a Airbnb investor, 
um, looking for land, looking for new houses, um, I'm always very intrigued as to what new home builders are offering people. And if you're somebody that, you know, you're, you're coming to the market, you're trying to get involved in the real estate game, one of the things that can be a good thing for you to look at is new home construction. Because when the market starts shifting like it is right now, and you start seeing month over month prices decline and Morgan applications decreasing and home cancellations going on, new home construction builders begin offering you better and better deals on their homes, whether it's little stuff like free blinds, free refrigerators, free washer and dryers, to credits towards closing, credits towards interest rates, rate buy downs, or cash towards actually buying the new homes. There's a lot of different ways you can come towards a new home and negotiate with the builder and make sure you get yourself the best deal possible out there. Um, so um, that's it. That's about everything that I got for this podcast here. Went over trends in the rental market, news updates, new home construction. Um, I'll go on a little bit longer on some of my personal advice on um, the, the Apple Podcast and Spotify version. But like, subscribe. Let me know if there's anything you want me to review um, on the next podcast. I think as you look to move into real estate as a buyer, seller, or as an investor, one of the important things is knowing the price points that you're comfortable with. Um, I think if you can come into your buying decision, your selling decision, and know where it is that you're comfortable, know where you feel uncomfortable, know where you feel just slightly out of your comfort range, you're going to do yourself a very big favor because when you know exactly where it is that you want to be, you'll feel a lot more confident as you go through those deals right there. And um, another thing is being patient once you know the price point that you're looking for. Um, a few years ago, I bought a David Weekly townhome in the St. Johnstown Center in Jacksonville, Florida. And going into that purchase, I had been looking at multiple homes in the Jacksonville area, um, doing a lot of research online, really understanding the trends, the different price points, so that when I finally came across that townhome, when my realtor was walking me through, that was about the third home he had been walking me through that day, um, I realized that that was most likely the right one. And I had told him to put a security, a refundable security deposit down on that townhome for me. Um, I was sold based on the design of the townhome, the location of the townhome, the price point, the incentives that he told me he would be able to get me on that home from the builder because it was a new construction townhome. And due to me being patient, I was very confident and I felt really good about that decision right there. Um, important to know your options going into a, a purchase as a you're buying or as a investment. And in regards to knowing your options, I mean, is it going to be for short term? Is it going to be long term? If you're an investor, are you looking to do short term rentals, short term Airbnbs, or are you looking to do long term rentals and long term, long term Airbnbs? And there's pros and cons 
to each one of those different options. So really understanding those pros and cons to each one of those options right there. And in addition to knowing if you're going in for short term or long term, something to always keep on your mind that um, I learned can be pretty um, powerful and impactful is knowing that you can always refinance in the future. Um, when uh, there was two homes that I had in Jacksonville that I ended up refinancing on two years after I purchased them and it saved me a lot of money. One of my home's original mortgage cost was about $18.50 a month. Then I refinanced down to 2.99% interest rate and it brought my payment down to $1,600 a month. So I ended up saving myself $250 every single month off of refinancing. And then the other condo that I had, I refinanced that from a monthly mortgage payment of about $800 a month to $600 a month and save myself $200 a month. So cumulatively in those two properties ended up saving $450 a month, which comes out to about $5,000 annually right there. So another thing that you can look at if you're considering buying new homes today and you think interest rates are too high, knowing in the back of your mind that there's a chance that over the next 12, 24 months, interest rates could possibly, probably come back down lower. And if that does happen, you always have the option to refinance and bring your mortgage payment down lower at some point in the near future. Um, last thing is too, if you're going through this process, uh, making sure you're enjoying the process of, of buying and selling homes. Um, it's it's one of the largest purchases you'll ever make, and it's usually one of the most stressful decisions that people go through. So one of the things my realtor and myself talk to people a lot about is making sure that you're finding ways to enjoy the process by educating yourself, self-educating yourself, reading, learning about the real estate market so you feel comfortable and confident as you go through the home buying process um, and, and making sure that you're able to enjoy it as best as possible because when you do enjoy it and you are having fun in real estate, um, it, it just it just makes your time that much better and it makes your stress levels that much lower. So that's everything that I've got for um, this podcast right here. Like, subscribe, and if you've got anything you want me to review next time, just leave that. Let me know in the comments below.